0: Hi church, Uh, if I haven't met you before, my name is Mark and I am very excited to be here this week to kick off this whole new teaching series. Uh, We are calling this Fuel and we're going to be journeying through the pioneering story of God's people beginning in the book of Acts. This is my prayer for it, that God would fuel our faith in a fresh way during this time. What does it look like for you to grow in your faith? How have you grown in your faith before? What are the areas of life following Jesus where you could do with a little bit more courage, a little bit more help, new eyes to see and ears to hear God? Do you need a little bit of fuel for your faith at this time? I know that I do. There is so much going on. Some of it is so personal, but then some of it is deeply shared. And it is the feeling or experience of whole communities that there's stuff going, on in our world that we are all going through. God has fuel for us. And here's the thing, you don't just fill a car with fuel to not go anywhere. You don't just sit there and uh, eat and then do nothing uh, with the energy that your body creates. Well, okay, maybe I do that a little bit. But you get the idea. Uh, God wants to fuel us. God fills us with faith by his Holy Spirit so that we can, can listen and go, so that we can Hear and obey so that we can be fueled for a purpose. As we delve into the account of the early church in Acts over these next months, we're going to find an adventure that flows out of the Holy Spirit. A movement that started and hasn't stopped yet. We're going to find endurance, risk, boldness, fear, perseverance. And we're going to see that these ordinary people who stepped into extraordinary life were fueled by their faith in God. Now we've just celebrated Pentecost and Trinity Sunday and so we're well aware that God is a God of power. The Kingdom of God is, is not a matter of words but of power. N.T. Wright gives the Pentecost account the title, Here Comes the Power. Are you ready for a little bit more power in your walk with Jesus? Are you up for making space in your head, and your heart right now to say, Lord, I want more of you, more of the life of the Father, more of the life of the Spirit and of the Son? Okay, let's pause now. Let's pause and pray together that, that God would make space in our hearts. Come Holy Trinity. Increase in us. The gift of faith. Okay, so to introduce this series to you, I'm not going to look and dive into the book of Acts straight away. I want to look at two things. First of all, what is faith? And second of all, how can faith fuel our life? So number one, what is faith? Hebrews 11 says, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Now, in the message translation of Hebrews 11, it says faith is trust in God. Now, trusting God is, is like a fuel for the Christian life. Without it, there is no going forwards. Now, how do you see God? Do, do you trust him? So many of us actually have a, a distorted view of what God is like, uh, and we struggle to fully trust him. Yeah, I once had the pleasure of knowing uh, a bouncer, He was an amazing man of faith and had become a Christian really dramatically after being shot. As he lay on the floor outside a nightclub, he said to God, If you're there and you save me, then I am yours. Well, well, God saved him and then he gave his life to Jesus. But my gangster friend always struggled with God because he thought, he had to constantly do deals with God. You know, like God was a gangster. If, if I do this, then will you do this, God? And even though God in his kindness would, would meet needs and, and honour the kind of sacrifice of my friend, uh, he was missing out on who God really was. God didn't want his sacrifices and deals. He wanted his heart. He didn't want, my friend's, you know, strength. And he was strong, he was about a foot taller than me and broader as well. He he actually just wanted his trust even in his weakness. Because that was the place God could really start to renew his whole being to the fullness of life. What if we have faith to allow God to meet us even in our weakness and our shame? And what if we let him show us who he really is? What if we could trust Him more? Hebrews 11, in fact, kind of in the message says, The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. Do you want a life worth living? Then faith is essential because it allows us to handle what we can't see. This is faith, to trust in God, even when we cannot fully see, to hold on. And part of this trusting is that uh, we trust that he's up to something good. One of my favourite psalms is Psalm 121. I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the maker of heaven and earth. It goes on to say, he who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he will neither slumber nor sleep. Now, sometimes faith is trusting that God's not asleep. You know, God is not asleep. He isn't asleep now and, and he wasn't asleep before. You know, Romans 4 reminds us of Abraham, who, who he's like the archetype for faithful obedience. It even, and it says this, even though he was as good as dead, he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promises of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. Being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Ephesians 2 says, For it is by grace that we are saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Faith is trusting God, but it's, it's also a gift from God. A gift that we can receive, a gift that will change your life, if it hasn't already. But also a gift to grow in. Sometimes we need to... we need fuel for our faith so number two fuel for faith you see God is on a mission he has always been on a mission to seek and save what was lost and when sin and evil broke into the wounded uh, into the world and wounded you know the bond our bond between our Creator God and his people and God in his great mission conspired not to force himself uh, on his creation, but out of his great love to spend the rest of time courting his humanity so that they might make their own choice to believe that he is who he says he is. He, he called out in his love, and his voice fuels faith. We can hear him and act because of it. It is our fuel for how to choose, how to, how to make things, how to create, how to love. Now, Abraham heard and believed. He, he was fueled by faith. He left everything he knew and he took his family on the adventure which would shape our world today. He becomes part of the story of faith. And by faith, Noah built. By faith, Moses refused privilege and chose a hard life with God's people. By an act of faith, Israel walked through the Red Sea on dry land. By faith, the Israelites marched and walls fell flat. By an act of faith, Rahab the prostitute became part of God's story through acts of faith. In Hebrews 11, it says, even before Jesus, people trusted in God and they they toppled kingdoms. They made justice work. They they took promises, the promises of God for themselves. They were protected from, from lions, fires and swords. They turned disadvantage to advantage. They won battles, routed armies, received their loved ones back from the dead. There were those who, under torture, refused to give in and go free, preferring something better, the hope of resurrection. Others braved abuse and whips and chains and dungeons. We have stories of those who were stoned, murdered in cold blood. Stories of vagrants wandering the earth in animal skins, homeless, friendless, powerless. The world didn't deserve them, it says in Hebrews. But not one of these people, even though their lives of faith were exemplary, got their hands on what was promised. God had a better plan for us. That their faith and our faith would come together and make one completed whole. Their lives of faith complete with ours. This is fuel for our faith. But it doesn't stop there. The writer in Hebrews goes on to say well this is the motivation in fact let's let's read it let's read that passage it says yeah in hebrews 12 i'm going to read out of the message translation it goes on to say do you see what this means all these pioneers who blazed the way all these veterans cheering us on it means we better get on with it strip down and start running never quit no extra spiritual fat no parasitic sins keep your eyes on jesus who began and finished the race we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there, in the place of honour, right alongside God. When you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go over that story again item by item, that long litany of hostility he ploughed through, that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. Wow. Well, I certainly want that. Now, I need to be woken up sometimes, because that is what uh, my human nature is, is to, is to fall asleep, you know, to fuel our faith. We, we look at those who ran the race before us, all trusting in the mission of God. But our ultimate fuel is to look upon God himself. We look at the mission he's on. We look at the the pioneer of our faith, Jesus Christ, who died to set us free and who rose to give us new life. And the story of all these pioneers continues. I'm going to tell you about, just quickly, like two bits from two of my favourite. One of my uh, favourite pioneers or or Londoners was called Alauda Equiane. He lived in London in the 18th century. Uh, He was really sadly kidnapped from his original home in what is now eastern Nigeria. Taken while his parents went out to work, he was sold into slavery at the age of 11. Six months later, he was in Barbados and he was being worked as a slave. Later, he was bought by a British naval officer and ended up in London. He eventually earned enough money to buy his freedom. He, he stayed in London, he, he settled and became one of the people who fought tirelessly for the abolition of the slave trade. Now, he no doubt would have walked and written about what he saw going on right here you know, in, in, in East London and, and in the city and in London now. I experienced, this is what he said, sorry, I experienced many instances of ill usage and have seen many injuries done to other black men and women in our dealings with the Europeans. They, without cause, have hurt and insulted us. More than one occasion, I was obliged to look upon God as I had advised others to do. Now, Alaudah endured things by looking upon God things that he should never have had to suffer he endured slavery by faith and he became free and fought by faith look upon God he says and and we have that same opportunity afresh in this moment in our lives that who knows yet if things are going to get harder and more difficult yeah but we can look upon God our hope Our faith comes from God, and that faith fuels us. The the other kind of hero of mine uh, is James Fraser. And um, in his biography about his mission uh, and his life in China um, in the early 1900s, he said this about faith. We must mean business. We must set ourselves to see things through in all perseverance. Our natural strength will fail, and and herein lies the necessity for a, a divinely given faith. We can then rest back in the everlasting arms and renew our strength continually. We can rest as well as wrestle. Now, with faith, we can look upon Jesus for our help. We can rest in him, even as we wrestle. As we look at the book of Acts, In these coming months, we're going to see uh, how the disciples and that early movement of the church rested on God, but also wrestled uh, through their own things. You know, faith says this to us. You are not finished yet. It says you are not wounded irreparably or, or, or grieved to the extent that you cannot be forgiven or forgive. You can be free. In Galatians 5, it says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And faith enables us to be, to be okay with not being okay. In fact, to be better than okay. We can endure waves of joy or hardship, caviar or crusts. Faith makes it okay to have unanswered questions, yet it answers so much Faith means we can cope with fatigue, it means we can rest in a storm, it means we can live in the in-between times or in a time that we could never have imagined three months before. Faith allows us to trust God, to know that he's not asleep, to know that he has fuel for us by the power of his Holy Spirit, even now. You have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. This is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, it says in Romans. It's the power that, that cut to the heart 3,000 or more people when they heard Peter speaking at Pentecost 2,000 years ago. It's the power by which miracles happen, but it is the power by which you might just manage to face another day. You know, you may feel poured out. You know, like there are areas of your life where you're just like leaking faith where you don't know how to carry on but I think God wants to fill you up you know it's like it's it's, it's like an empty you feel like an empty glass sometimes or you, you feel like it's just you know you've, you've been you've been emptied or maybe you feel half full or, or, or half empty I don't know but 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 it's but it's like... God takes you. He can take you. And with faith, he can fill you up. You know, he, can, he, can, he can fill you with love. He fill you with hope. He can, he can give you what you need to carry on. You know, he is the, the, the one, the water of eternal life. But actually, it's more than that. It, he just can carry on going. Yeah, he can, he can carry on going until it is overflowing. Until, until there is so much that he has given you that you cannot help but overflow with the goodness and the grace and the power of God. Now, what if we were to live out of this overflow? Jesus, we pray now. As I end, we pray, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done for us. Thank you that you want to fill us up with faith. Fuel us with your faith. Guide us on this journey, I pray Jesus, through these seasons. Be with us now, we ask. Amen.